and welcome to our very first podcast. We are UC Side, U Calgary Chemists for Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity. Uh, and we're a chapter of Canadians working for inclusivity in the chemical sciences, engineering, and technology, which is part of the Chemical Institute of Canada. And uh, our aim in general is to promote positive change and to initiate EDI based discussions within the chemical sciences and engineering at the University of Calgary. So there's four of us here today and we all decided to start this podcast. We really want to let our community of people working in STEM or allies, uh, we want to let them hear the incredible stories, life journeys and philosophies of some of the amazing people working with us, uh, the ones that are out there experiencing and promoting EDI in their workplace and their lives in general. So today we have um, myself, Anna, Millen, uh, Thylena and Laura. So we're going to go around and introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about why we'd like to do this podcast, why we joined SIDE, and some of our experiences around uh, EDI in the workplace. So we can start with Millen, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So hello, everyone. My name is Millen Kaur. You can just call me Millen. Um, I'm from India. Um, I came to Canada in September 2018. That's when I started my graduate school. And currently I'm doing PhD in organic chemistry and catalysis. Hi, I'm Selena Jayavardana. I'm from Sri Lanka. Uh, I came to Canada with my family in September 2016. And I started my PhD in May 2018. So I'm working with the toxicology and the analytical chemistry, like kind of combination. So I'm pretty excited about the podcast series. Hi, I'm Laura Rios. Uh, I'm from Colombia. I um, did my master's um, in chemical engineering at the University of Calgary. I'm from, I moved here in 2018 as well. Um, I recently graduated and kind of like to tell you a little bit about what my research was about. I did research on asphalt used for paving roads. I was combining two uh, materials to get just better properties in general. And I'm very happy to have the opportunity to talk to the women that are here about our experiences and get to know a little bit more about themselves. Great. That's a uh a really nice variety. My name is Anna Niedźwiecka. I was born in Poland, but I'm pretty much Canadian. And uh, I'm also a PhD student in chemistry, organic chemistry. Um, I can't say that I love it right now, but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> something good will come out of it someday. For sure. <laughs> All right, so maybe we can uh, go around and maybe talk about uh, why we all, how we first heard about Side. Millen here is actually the um, creator of Side, so she decided to um, to gather a bunch of women and allies and uh, start doing something about 
EDI in the chemistry department. And I think it really snowballed too, because ever since you started it, you know, even at the University of Calgary, there's now an EDI department and a bunch of faculty have also started that. So um, maybe we could start with you and just briefly say, Sure, yeah. sure. Thank you so much for the warm words, Anna. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually uh, started inside last July 2020. Can't believe it's been more than one year. Uh, seems like it uh, started last year, uh, just like last month. Um, and also all of this happened amid this pandemic. So, so I'm really glad that I was able to uh, get a lot of people together in a short span. And um, we have organized a lot of events within 12 months and I'm really proud and I'm grateful and I'm honored to be surrounded by um, so many diverse researchers who are um, ready to bring a change within our community. I think uh, that's really important. And, and I understand that change takes a lot of time. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. But one thing that I've realized within one year is that if there are people who are ready to support you, then um, bringing even, like, doesn't matter whether it's a small or a big change, it's not that hard. It just doesn't seem impossible. So, so yeah, I think I just went completely off track. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, saying, yes, I am the founder of SIDE, and the reason I joined, I should say, the reason I founded SIDE was to just bring people together. Um, I am a strong believer in... Um, in, in that, uh, that if you bring people together, um, you can not only benefit the humanity, but the society at the same time. Um, and, and also through my personal and professional experiences, uh, I've seen that diversity can lead to so much stuff. Like you can't even believe the power that diversity carries. So I think uh, that's really important. But anyway, yeah. Um, giving the mic, the invisible mic, to other ladies in the room. So after that deep explanation of Milan, you're gonna hear like two stories that is like, oh my gosh. So I joined SIDE because, um, so as you just, as I just mentioned, I graduated in April, and I felt like I was gonna lose a lot of connection with the university, so I started talking to people that was more involved in extracurricular activities, and I was like, hey, what is something that you recommend me starting to do, you know? And they said, hey, I'm going to share with you a bunch of um, organizations and in general, like, maybe groups that you can check, take a look, and, like, you can decide which ones we can talk about a little bit more. So this person uh, is a friend uh, that we have, Milan and I, we know that person. So I talked to him one day and I was like, hey, I want something that is a little bit more social because usually I'm very involved with things that are very academic and some of the options that I got that day was, were very related to things that are like, I don't know, sustainability, things that are also great, but I was looking for something more social, you know? And that had an impact at a different level, not necessarily about, um, producing knowledge, but maybe another type of knowledge. So we talked that day and he said, hey, Milan is great. I mean, I'm just gonna send you a little bit more of information. And I read about SIDE before I sent an email to Milan. I contacted her and she was like, yeah, sure. Like you can join our first meeting. And this group is for chemists and I'm a chemical engineer. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like the different one. And she still accepted me, you know, I was like, Oh, maybe they're gonna say no because we might have maybe a similar group in chemical engineering but I didn't know about it so I was like 
I mean, why not? And I joined the first meeting. I've been just a listener for a while because I, I mean, I haven't had the chance to participate in many events, but I'm so glad I landed here. Yeah. We're glad to have you. And yeah. I'm just going to say one thing, and it's that although it's, uh, it's Chemist for Inclusivity, Equity, and Diversity, that doesn't mean that we don't invite or cherish people from other departments. Exactly. Not everyone can be perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Engineers are mind-blowingly amazing people. Absolutely. Like, I personally agree with Anna. I, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you guys do some amazing... You girls do some amazing work. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what about Thylena? Yeah, yeah, I heard about this side from my advice, like, while we on like, in the lockdown, she was asking, hey, Delina, like, uh, one of the girls, like, maybe you know Milan, like, she's going to start, like, an EDI chapter, so do you want to join her? I said, yeah, I, I would really like it. Okay, this is a good place for me, like, to practice EDI and start with in New Calgary. So, yeah, that's how I joined with Milan when, he, when she's starting it. Yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah, cool. Where did you do your undergrad? Back in Sri Lanka, like. Okay. Was at the University of Sri Lanka. Nice. Yeah. So is there like an issue over there with EDI? Uh, it's yeah. getting better. So yeah, yeah in, even in Sri Lanka, we all like, for the most positions, women are there, like they are talking, they are engaging actively. Mm. So it's, it's pretty much like in Canada or any okay. other developed country now. So nice. women get the like chance to buy participating in anything she wants. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so important. Definitely. Yes. It is. I, I completely agree with Helena. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot has changed over over the last couple of years yeah. in developing countries, mm -hmm. in India as well. Um, yeah, so... And yeah. I guess, and I guess it, it also um, depends so much on your experiences, right? Because even, um, like, if you think about Colombia, you might think that there are so many... Uh, things that are not equal for women and men but maybe the experience that I had it wasn't like that for example I studied chemical engineering in Colombia and maybe 50% of the population was, were women and the other 50% were men right mm -hmm. however when I mm, started working I saw totally different like totally different statistics now like women were only like 10% mm -hmm. which really surprised me and I was like, okay, that is weird, right? However, my experience in general, it has always been like, we have the same opportunities. I do think there are certain things that women are encouraged to pursue more than men. And maybe even for men, the same thing, right? Because sometimes men are encouraged to do things that they don't even like, right? For example, just thinking about, you know, let's say, if a person studies nursing in, in Colombia, maybe you are going to see that 90% are women. So it is like, oh, maybe a woman needs to be a little bit more caring than men. And if men do it, they're going to maybe have the assumption that they are gay or something mm -hmm. like that. So imagine how hard it is if you are not gay, for example, right? And you still like that. Are you mm -hmm. going to start doubting, hey, like, why do I like something that is maybe meant for women, you know? Yeah, and uh, you know, being a caring person is not gender related. Yeah, exactly. At all. Yeah. yeah. This actually reminds me, I went to the dentist the other day, and my uh, 
dental hygienist was a male. And I was so surprised. Well, that is true. And it's like I realized that I have this bias that dental hygienists should be women. So it's, uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I think like when we talk about EDI, we talk more about women. But it's applied for men too. Like mm -hmm. as Laura said, like, yeah, so if you're going to nursing, like someone will look weird. Okay, mm -hmm. you're a boy. Why are you going to nursing? But he also will feel the same thing. Like, am I like treated well, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think for EDI, we have talked about women, men, or disabled mm -hmm. people, or the minorities. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I, I completely understand where everyone is coming from. It's just, you know, in our society, we have these uh, conscious traits that, you know, a woman is supposed to be nurturing, but how can a male be nurturing? How can a male take care of their kids when woman is supposed to take care of kids? It's just, you know, mm -hmm. how you're expected that a male is supposed to act in a certain way, mm -hmm. a female is supposed to act in a certain way, a male can only have this type of profession, and a female can have X type of profession. It was so different, like, you know, segregated before, but I'm glad that it's changing now. I, I, I understand it's still prevalent in some cases in some countries, but I, I feel like society is actually acknowledging that this is something that exists in our society mm -hmm. and we need to actually overcome it. You know, anyone can do anything. It's all about the matter of trust mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, having a, having a gender or anything. It doesn't, doesn't matter that. It's more about whether you're interested in doing something or not, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, super interesting. I. Uh, I don't consider myself nurturing at all, so <laughs> so it's nice that this conversation is going on. But yeah, that's an interesting topic maybe for a future episode of why there's so many engineers at school or chemists at school. Even in the Department of Chemistry, there's a lot of women. And then you look at professors, especially in organic chemistry, and it's mostly men. So that's a, a good conversation for another time, yes, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, are you the only woman at your job right now? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I worked with um, three other women, and, it, and I'm going to share this story because we just hired this new person. So I, And we had an intern that was doing the job like for this role for a while, and he was a man, and I really like working with men. So like I was very happy with him. Now, when I was in the position that I had to hire someone, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I always feel like I want to support women so much, you know, like, I'm like, but I also want to make everything fair, you know, it is like, okay, I'm just still going to look at the, like, uh, resumes and um, cover letters. So I did. However, um, I was still feeling, oh, and I, and I think that I have to add this, I do, I have to, in, in my work, we lift a lot of heavy things so I felt okay maybe if I have a partner that is a man maybe I'm gonna have like more help you know and I was like wow like am I saying that I'm not able to lift as many things as they do <laughs> you, you know because the first thing that came to my mind was putting in like kind of like thinking that I'm the person that I, like is being doubted you know and imagining how like even me that I really like working with women and trusting them and you know like believing that we can do as many things as anyone can do it was so shocking to see that i was having that type of thoughts yeah i uh, i've definitely experienced that too before 
just um, you know in the in the like I said in the organic department uh, chemistry most of the time our speakers are men mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the rare time when it's a woman like the first thing that comes to your head is like is her mm. research as good I know it's, it's so frustrating to yeah. think that it's like what would make a difference I know but it's mm. it's just so strange and I think um a big thing here is that, um, for example, in my case, is that I see men as the representation of what I want to be, mm. you know, that I started realizing this year. Mm. It was like, hey, you know, I want to be in a leading position because that's what a man would do. Mm. I want to talk like uh, I have a lot of coworkers that I like are I use as my inspiration for inspiration because they do a great job, you know, and they happen to be men because even though that I only work with two more women, they are at, uh, they are doing roles that are not necessarily in a position that is like that I look up to, you know, which is this is something that I'm also changing because you can learn from anyone, you know. But it's like I don't think it makes yeah. any sense. Even more than anything, I think I think the best thing out of this short conversation is that at least we're realizing this. Yeah. Can you imagine there are a lot of people out there who don't even realize this? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. we're actually making a change within ourselves, and that's how change starts. Well, exactly, because usually, you know, men get blamed for uh, discrimination, but actually we all grew up in the same kind of, like we have the same biases as everyone does. And yeah, I've definitely heard of that, of people in authority positions, even when it's a woman, they'll be more inclined to hire males for whatever reason, so it's really interesting yeah yeah, yeah. I agree with Milan and like kind of before we educate others about this like yeah this is very good like we are understanding like how it's going to be like educating mm. ourselves yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting to admit it <laughs> that we're biased. We're usually like pointing the <laughs> finger, but yeah, it, yeah. it's got to start here. So, but, but I think you gotta be ready to learn as well, right? A lot of people don't even want to learn. Yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, like EDI, I know it stands for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusivity, and I know I founded it. But I, when I founded it, I did not know the the depth of it. Mm-hmm. Every day, I'm learning more about it. What it stands for. You know, what do you stand for? I think these are something that you should pay attention to from time to time because that defines you as a person, mm-hmm. right? And you gotta have a strong ground. Yes, so, definitely. Yeah. And I think that is why it's so important to have these type of spaces, you know? Because at least for, for me, it all has been about uh, listening to other people's stories. It is like, like maybe I didn't know how things were in Slovakia, I worked with a lot of people from Slovakia, you know, and you would assume, oh no, at least I assume because it was Europe, things would be very different. So it is just also uh, listening our our experiences and that's how I have learned things, you know, and that's where I feel that I am right now. Like, oh, okay, like I want to know your story, even if it is, you know, even if it comes from a person that you think might be very privileged, you know, he maybe you can understand why he thinks that way when you listen to his stories mm-hmm. yeah so i think it is great to have these spaces in general yeah i'm uh, i'm super excited to get to know all of you yeah. know our stories like we all have such different perspectives so I feel like we can have 10 podcasts just about this yeah right eh? <laughs> as long as people want to hear it we're all up for it yeah um 
I guess what would be interesting to find out would be, um, is there like a personal way in which we relate to EDI? Like, uh, I mean, I could start for myself. Like I'm, I'm a white girl, so <laughs> I guess I'm privileged in that I'm Canadian and I don't really have an accent. So for me, it's, um, I feel like I'm lucky in that way. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, so I'm, you know, uh, not really suffering in that sense, although there's a lot that can be said about just being a woman in sciences. Uh, but I guess for me, um, one thing that makes me quite insecure is the fact that I'm a lot older than everyone else. I'm like 10 years older than the average um, person. So for me, like EDI would also include that, right? Just uh, people at different stages of their lives trying to educate themselves or start over or start a really interesting career. Um, so that's kind of one little thing <laughs> about no, me totally. that makes me insecure. <laughs> I don't totally. know if anyone else wants to. Because you know, like, and also, and uh, thinking about like when you have an age gap, people are going through different things and they mm. develop different interests. Mm -hmm. And you might not find okay as many people enjoying the same activities that you would. And you're like, okay, how do you like? You know, mm. it is all about that. You know, not necessarily thinking, being in um position that is a little bit harder mm. it can be a position that is hard for you you know exactly so i think and and as you're saying you're not trying to put yourself uh, like you're in a victim position yeah. you know like i totally get that and yeah. i think that i'm, I'm gonna go next to share something <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> to share something that i'm like i think that i struggle with uh so i started working pretty pretty recently and I think that that change has been like a shock for me in general, like how I'm perceived as everything. And I don't know if it is because I'm a woman or because English is not my first language, but I'm also in a leading position. And sometimes I feel like they don't trust me as they would another person. So kind of like building that confidence and thinking, hey, maybe this is all in my head and maybe this is not but how i support myself first you know mm -hmm. i feel like it's really easy to go down that black hole of insecurity if you already have like like you're like you might make a mistake and then suddenly you're just like you have all this uh, like bias you know in a way like like for me if I make a mistake, suddenly I'm like, well, everyone's expecting me to mistake because yeah. I'm a girl and I'm also, you know, maybe they think I'm too old for this. Or And then you just like get into this huge victim mentality. Yes. And it's uh, it's so important to be like, no, I'm equal to everybody, even if I have an accent or even if I'm older or like it doesn't mean anything about my performance. And, but it's so hard to stay on top of that because yes. like we were discussing yeah. earlier we even have biases against other women and ourselves probably mm -hmm. so it's just extra hard not to get into that black hole of insecurity yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I feel like this is a really powerful discussion that we're having right yeah, now it's really nice. about your insecurities yeah. or worries like for me too like my insecurity you know um, but like I just wanted to like 
get Thylena in this conversation because you have a child, right? Yeah. So I can't imagine just how alienated you feel <laughs> from yeah. all the students around here. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's a big struggle for me. Like, I have so many barriers and restrictions because, like, especially, like, as Anna said, like, I'm also a little bit older than the other, other students, so... Old girl like, power. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a number. I say this all the time. But I'm always thinking, like, age is just a number. Yeah. 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 I always don't want to be in that position. That's mm. why I'm doing so much volunteering and mm-hmm. I want to engage because I don't want to give it into my mind. Okay, because of all these barriers in my life, I didn't do these things. I didn't accomplish myself. So I always try to accomplish whatever interest, mm-hmm. uh, my, my interest. And also like one thing, feeling insecure. Uh, I think it, that's the language. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being in Canada, Canadian people are so nice, and I'm so happy. Like to be in Canada, they are treating very well. Honestly, I, I didn't feel anything insecure from other people. I think, but like when I'm talking to someone or like in a group meeting or something, I feel like maybe my language is not good as the others. So sometimes I have the idea. I don't want to tell it. I I don't know how they will take it, but then mm-hmm. someone else will say that. I think okay, I should tell that they are appreciating that. So mm-hmm. for I sure, that's the you most, start opening up. Yeah, yeah, that's the most insecure thing. I feel like I'm not talking enough. I think my language is not good enough to talk. Mm-hmm. So my vocabulary is not like good. So, but I think people have, like appreciate and like accept your opinion as long as you are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I read this somewhere. Actually, one of my favorite characters said that. I'm a bookworm. <laughs> um, so my character said that um, language is just supposed to be a, like a bridge between you know two people. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still words. So as long as a person is able to, you, as long as you're able to communicate with someone, that's it. That's all you need. Especially in research, I don't think you want to use fancy words. Mm. It's, it needs to be as simple as possible, right? So, so next time when you're in your group meeting, think about it. No, yeah. in, in group meetings I'm talking, but okay. I'm saying like if it's like an anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you have to speak up, right? <laughs> uh, you have to speak your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one one like uh, thing that I didn't mention is my interest in like EDI comes from that because okay. So when I do my research, I look at papers, and most of the papers that I look at are people from India, Asia, like so much quality research is produced outside of Canada, but yet all of our speakers are like super fluent in English, you know, from the States, but like like the speakers we have don't even represent um, where all of the bulk of the research is coming from. But then why don't we invite people from Asia or India or anywhere to speak? Is it because, you know, the school is like, well, we don't want to make people uncomfortable or like not be able to understand every everything they're saying? Like, like, is there some kind of bias going on? Like, 
when people invite speakers, trying to invite people that might be understood easier. But then it's like, um, it's just crazy, right? <laughs> because the researchers that we're supposed to be respecting and getting information from, like, so what if they have an accent? So what if you have to, like, ask them to clarify something? Like, we're scientists, right? Yeah. Like, we value, like, knowledge and not, like, how well someone expresses themselves. And, uh, yeah, so I find that really mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. And after Anna and Felina uh, participation, I started thinking that, and Anna kind of confirms that, like, what people really want to hear is what you have to share, not how you do it, right? Like, it is like, okay, because I, like, and I, I totally feel you. I'm, I'm also sometimes doubting, should I say that? Maybe I can think of it a bit more about how am I going to say it? Maybe it is not properly, like, it doesn't have the right grammar. And it's just gonna sound sound lamer than add any value to the table. So you're like, okay, maybe I'm just gonna stay quiet, you know, because if I'm just gonna like sound lame, what am I? Why am I gonna say it, right? But like listening to Anna and thinking how like how glad I am like to be here, because um, I also wanted to say on something that you added that kind of like even though that you feel like you have maybe a little bit more responsibilities because you have a partner, you also have a kid, you still put yourself out there and want to pursue things that are like your, that, that are your interests, you know? It is, that is so great. Even sometimes finding time for the things that I enjoy and I like, it is hard, you know? So just imagine having on top of that a, a huge responsibility and some something that you love so much because I, I'm pretty sure like, being a mother requires so much giving and oh, like <laughs> constantly thinking about like you're doing things right, you know. So it is great. And like now going back to the language again, people are interested in listening to what you have to say, right? It is like and and they are not thinking, oh, she's not saying that right, you know. Mm -hmm. They're most of the time expecting that you're gonna add something and contribute something, and they're gonna be excited to listen to you. I, I'm gonna say one more thing. So I don't know how many of you seen have you seen Shit's Creek? In Shit's Creek, <laughs> um, um, I forgot the name of the character, but he says that not. I think it's a she. She says that not everyone is thinking about you the way you think mm. they're thinking about you. Yes, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the key. Yeah. That yeah. is the key. No one yeah. is thinking about you. Everyone is just thinking about their feelings. Exactly. What is going in their head? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. And I visited a counselor once and he said, you have to stop thinking you are the center of the mm. universe. You oh, know, yeah. like, hey, everyone thinks they are the center oh. of the universe. So everyone is kind of like thinking about what they're saying or yeah. how they're being perceived. So maybe if you just like, you know, you be yourself, try mm. to stop thinking everyone is uh overthinking what you just said mm. or like what you just did mm. maybe you're gonna feel better you're gonna feel like okay maybe they're not even thinking about me they're not they no, don't even they remember don't. they, they don't. don't even remember what i said right yeah that's yeah. that's true yeah. i think that's a good saying yes yeah. and, and i love sheets Creek. oh yeah <laughs> i love it too um, I yeah i know i know, I know. oh god yeah <laughs> I promise. 
But if anything, I think people usually uh, empathize. Like if they see someone struggling to speak, but they still deliver, they're like, wow, this person's so inspirational. Like, I don't think there's that many people who are like, who the hell is this? I know. <laughs> like, we think that, but I think like it's nice. I think you could assume that people actually get inspired by people, especially ones that are like visibly struggling to, to express themselves. Totally. I speak Spanish as my uh, main language, right? And if I ever listen to someone that is trying to speak in Spanish, I would be like, wow, this person, mm. what, a, like, what a good level that person has, mm. you know? I would be kind of like focusing on that. And I would also maybe pick up some things that are like, that he, the person said wrong, and maybe I can tell the person, you know, because I mean, I, I don't know because most of the time I've been in the other position where I, I'm the person who hasn't speak proper English, but I imagine, I always wonder, hmm, how would it be if I'm like, you know, I'm the person who speaks the language naturally and the other one is a struggling, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I haven't been in that position. <laughs> I wish, though. I always imagined, like, if I decided to immigrate, for example, to China, like, oh it would be so hard. Yeah. It would be so, so hard. It is. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, changing countries is hard. Yeah. Like, even though I knew a lot about Western culture, because, you know, I grew mm -hmm. up watching Western shows and songs and everything, like, you know, I've always been keen about it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's just still, I think, it is different. Like, mm -hmm. like when I moved to Canada, I knew, like mm -hmm. I knew what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. But still, you know, it takes you some time to actually, you know, get used to it. So, so yeah, totally. it is, it yeah. is. But I think everyone should experience it, if they can. Yeah. Yes. Because you get one life, right? You gotta see people, you gotta meet different people. Mm -hmm. MLB is here, here, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> oh. She has a lot of experience yeah. in her hands. I feel so warm now. Yeah, like know. you know, I feel oh, like yeah. we're all yeah. here just You're representing. Yeah. yeah, but it's all just so nice. Three amazing ladies yeah. right in front of me. I wish you could yeah. see them. And you all came from just so like all the different corners of yeah. the world. Here we are, just like we're all equal scientists Absolutely. and just different languages, which doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think in Canada. I think I feel secure and I was treated equally. I didn't feel any time like, mm -hmm. even though I'm thinking they will think, but ne I ne never treated like me as a stranger or mm -hmm. like, okay, you are not good in English like that. They always mm -hmm. appreciate and like, mm -hmm. I think we are treated equally here, even mm -hmm. in UFC. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like our university is quite diverse, mm -hmm. it's, you know, like I, I feel like you're respected and valued here because people from across the world come mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Yes. There's so much diversity here. That's true. Like you just look around you, right? Yeah. You will see people from different different countries. So that's, that's amazing. True. And I think your supervisor too, like that's someone I'd like to interview maybe someday, Dr. Kimuna Hara. Yeah, like she's, she does she's a, a really nice person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she does a lot of like EDI work. I think she's part of SIDE as she, well. Yeah, she's one of her advisors. So yeah. she's very yeah. conscious about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. there's like horror stories of supervisors too who just aren't as nice. <laughs> but that's for is, another time. I want to talk about that. She is really somebody like because, you know, I have like extra things going on in my life but she's very understandable mm -hmm. about nice. always supporting you that's yes. so important yeah. that yeah, is so that's important. so great it's so important to have a supportive yeah. Uh, yeah. 
supervisor and your PhD. I think way important that your topic. <laughs> you survive, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm so blessed right. to have Having yeah. supportive people around you plays an important role, mm. especially in grad school, right? Where you're always stressed, right? But there's yes. always something that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's important to have supportive people. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing all these uh, interesting aspects of your everyday life. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up for today. I think it was a really great conversation to have for our first episode ever. Absolutely. And stay tuned. There'll yeah. definitely be a lot more. So thank you very much for joining us today. See you next time. Absolutely. Have a good night, good morning, good day, wherever you are. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. podcast is created and hosted by Anna Niedwitska, Milanpreet Kaur, Laura Rios, and Tilna Jayawardena at the University of Calgary, Alberta. The theme song is called Better Than Chocolate by the Driftmob Orchestra. Please visit us our website at ucalgarysite.org for more information about us or follow us on Twitter at ucalgary__site. If you have any comments about this episode, any ideas for future ones, or just want to say hello, please reach us via email provided in the bio and let's talk.